Hi, this is Kev Legs Walker, and you are about to hear a podcast of an interview that appeared on Shades of Blues here on The Cat. And there will be plenty more as we delve into the archives. Sit back and enjoy. I'm delighted to say I'm now joined on the phone by, I would say, friend of the show and someone I've chatted to a few times, Mr. Trevor Sewell. Trevor, are you well? How are you doing? I'm doing fine, mate. I'm doing fine. Uh, you've been a busy, busy chappy. And one thing that inspired me to do this interview is the fact that you've been nominated for Grammys. Not that I'm sort of seeking fame off your coattails. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's the I, I do I did have an album. Me, my latest album was on the Grammy ballot. Uh, it didn't actually finish up with a nomination, um, but it was on the, the first round. The Grammys are split into two rounds. The second round is where you actually get in the envelope. So um, that's that's happening now. But I still I still vote on the Grammys and things as well, you know. So um, and I'm a, I've been a member there for quite a while, you know. So it's 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 all good, you know. You get to hear some great stuff that you wouldn't normally hear. So. Um, well, um, when we first spoke, and we're going back a good few years now, because I've been doing this for, what, 12 years, I think? Right. You were just sort of starting out, and you'd released a couple of albums. And yep. it was all sort of, oh, I can't believe all this is happening. And, <laughs> and since then, you've travelled the world, you've jammed with numerous people. Are you still starstruck and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's still always... It's, a great sort of great experience and things you know the, the unfortunately of course the last year and a half has been a bit of a, a bit of a non-starter from the point of view of i've had to cancel america about three or four times now so but i love i love i still love going back out to america it's uh it's, it's brilliant i never i don't think i'll get tired i don't think i'll ever get tired of that you know well the last time we spoke we were talking about your recent album at that time which was the nashville calling Oh right, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's, that's quite. God, time goes fast when you enjoy it does. yourself, doesn't it? It right. does indeed. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you had various guests on that album, didn't you? Some top yeah, names. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, there was there was Janice Ian, um, who I'd been a fan of since the nineteen seventies. Um, so it was just fantastic to work with her. She's absolutely brilliant, uh, and also Tracy Nelson, who I'd also been a fan of since. Uh, since our days with Mother Earth in the 1970s, and I, I managed to get to do a duet with both of them, you know. So it was uh, it was a really sort of big deal for me that you know. Um, so yeah, that that was that was fantastic time. It was called Call in Nashville, and we obviously recorded it in Nashville. So all good fun, you know. Yeah, I'm hoping to be going to Nashville myself this year, but who knows what's going to happen because things well, are changing right, every day, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been planning on going back to Nashville for ages, you know. Um, I mean, I, I was meant to be going back to America in, in January, but that's not going to happen now. You know, it's like it's just too shaky, everything with the, with the, with the travel thing. So yeah. I'm just putting it off again. Well, I have put it off again anyway. So, Well, um, I've, I've said to people on numerous occasions, walking down Broadway, you've got all the bars and the clubs and everything, there's music going on. And you yeah. can just walk into one of them, and there's a top name star playing for free. It's it's amazing, really, because we we only got out um, on the the last night because our producer wouldn't let us out. Mm. Yeah, there's locked in the house or locked in the studio, you know. Um, <laughs> but on on the last night, we're walking down Broadway, and it was amazing because there was there was two bars that had like big glass fronts on them, right next to each other, and there was a band in each of one of them in the window, you know. Yeah. And it, it was just 
just amazing. So, like, if you stood in between, you know, both bands at once, if you stood in between. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right, you go in, and it's like, it's just like going into pubs, except that the, the, the players in there are just like, wow, these are amazing, you know? It's, yeah. um, it's a way different league, I think, uh, Nashville. And the, the session players that we had were fantastic, absolutely great. Well, people have said to me for years and years now, before I even started doing this, that the, the standard of musicianship over there is just so high. You know, session musicians are just top-notch, but it's such a cutthroat industry. There's so many people that yeah. it's very hard to make a name for yourself over there. I, th- I think it is, you know, and it, it's, it's like um, I wondered before I went, because Nashville musicians have got such a big reputation you can't help but think, I wonder if they're really that good, you know? Mm. And then you get there and you find out, actually, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, oh, well. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, it was it was, a, it was a great experience. We had some fantastic players on the album. Janice is a, a marvellous piano player. I was astounded with, with her. She was fantastic, you know? But they're all really lovely people as well, you know? And it's like, they'll, they'll come in and they'll be the absolute top draw musicians. But there's uh, there's none of them got any kind of attitude. The only attitude to have is, right? How can we make this a bit better? You know. Yeah. Um, and that's it to do the tracks at light and speed, and it just sounds great. You know. So I mean, I was I was very uh, I was very lucky to be, if you like, in in that crowd at the time. You know. I'm gonna level with you now because I feel that we're friends. When I heard that album, I thought, oh no, is it going in the country direction? Not that I've anything against country. But I came across you as a blues artist, and I thought maybe yeah. you were going in that direction. No, um, I mean, it's like every album I've done, I've got, I think it's my seventh one coming out now. Um, all of the albums are pretty much completely different to the ones before you. And it's just because I just go with what I'm sort of thinking at that particular time. You know, I, I don't have a, I, I don't, I don't like the put myself in, in little boxes, I just think, ah, oh, yeah, I'm really enjoying doing this, I'll make an album. So, I mean, I've got, uh, I've got, I've got another one, I've, I've had two out since um, calling Nashville, um, and I've got another one on the go, so the other one that's on the go, that's sort of back to sort of more bluesy type things, you know, but, um, I, I, you know, it, it gives us, it keeps us off the streets, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were saying about the the problems travelling and all that kind of stuff. Is that why this album's on the back burner? Because you can't get to where you want to do to record it? Or is it just you're so busy at the moment? It's a, it's a bit of a few things, really. Um, one thing, um, the pandemic came. So it's like I put out a live album that we fortunately just recorded in Portugal. And because I couldn't, I, I just rather go to CD with that one because I thought I'm, I'm not playing anywhere to promote it. You know, it's like... So um, that one just came out digitally, and then I put another album out now. So I've still been very busy doing like doing stuff. So there's the busyness aspect of it as well, but there's also the, the pandemic sort of definitely sort of scuppered a, a lot of plans like that because it, it, you know you, you sort of need to be out promoting an album really. Yeah, for a lot of people, that's how they make the money because it's selling CDs and stuff at gigs. Yeah, yeah. So it's I mean it's. It's been a, it's just been a different experience. I've I've done a lot of sessions from because uh, I can I do them remotely from here, you know. Mm. Um, so I've done a lot of sessions in America over the the whole pandemic thing as well. So I've I've always had uh, something that I've been busy with. But the 
the next album, which I'm about, I don't know, probably a third of the way, maybe a little bit more, uh, through through doing that one now, that's been lying around for quite a long time. And I've just gone back and revisited it because I've done an instrumental album in between times, you know. So it's given us a chance to do some projects that I probably wouldn't have got around to doing that I've just been um, pontificating about for the last God knows how many years, you know, like... Uh, and I thought, oh, why don't I just go and do it now instead, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's it's, you know, it's it's been quite productive, really. So it's all, it's all good anyway. And you've been doing uh, soundtracks and things as well, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like this... Um, like I said, it's, all, it's always sort of pretty busy, and I've had a couple of... A couple of tracks that have been uh, I'd say I've, I've always done a lot of different projects um, it's just I happen to release the blues ones sometimes I've released uh, other other things that have been completely different but I've sort of put them out under different names because of the confusion that you know can come in when something's completely totally different so I, I carry I always carry on carry on doing that uh, I'm, I'm very lucky because I, I do have my own studio so once again throughout the, the lockdowns and stuff like that you know had this place to play about in, so happy days. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying that you wanted to get over to America. Was that for touring or recording? Um, it was both last year or the year before. I was lose track of so many years now. Okay, this is getting terrible. This We were going to go out um, to do some stuff at, at Sun Records in, in Memphis. Oh, wow. Um, but that's been totally knocked on my head. But I might resurrect that. At at some point in the future, I've been talking to some people who are coming to play as well, you know. But once again, it's it's just so unstable the whole travelling thing that uh, I've just put that to one side. But quite often, I put things to one side, um, and then you know, a couple of years later on, you think, oh, blame me, was that one? <laughs> you know, and then you you just do it straight away. You know, mm. so I feel that's probably what will happen with that. I would imagine anyway. Yeah. Because a lot of people think that Sun Studios is just a tourist attraction now and don't realise yeah. that it is an actual operating recording studio. That's right, yeah. And, you know, we just wanted to do... Um, I, I mean, I'll tell you what the, what the project was and will probably be it again. I, I've always... It's another one of these things I've always wanted to do. Um, I've always wanted to do, like, a Skiffle album. Right. You know, like, But, like, a more, if you like, 21st century Skiffle, you know, it's like... Um, and I've got I've got the songs sort of like sort of written for it and things, and I, so I thought if I went out there and at least did all the rhythm tracks or maybe the recording, um, it's sun, um, just really for the vibe and just for the experience, you know. Um, so that was uh, so we're talking about, but that that's nearly two years ago since the, the conversations with with sun, you know. Yeah. So I'll see if I can pick pick things up like that when there's when there's a better window of opportunity as it were you but I think I think we probably will do that at um at, it's at some point because it's just it's just an interest you know that I think uh, that would be really good fun to do that because we could do that very quickly yeah um and we could just do it and keep the spirit of like the live like record it pretty much live you know mm. and just the spirit of live in Memphis you know going, but yeah, that's I can imagine it's a bit like Abbey Road, Sun Studios has got that name. It must be really hard to get in there. Yeah, it's well, it is. Yeah, um, I mean, I've, I haven't said that. Like Abbey Road, I remember. I, I mean, it's a long time since I've been in there, but I have been in, doing stuff at Abbey Road before, and it was really, it was really funny. You know, we did what everybody else does. You know, you go to Studio Two and you think, I wonder if John Lennon's left any bits of paper. <laughs> with some, uh, you know, so you're looking about on top of the 
answer. Yeah, to be fair, it was a. It wasn't last week. Last time he was in here. No. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's like um, it's it's just all all good fun. It's really nice to be in the in the room and then go up to the control room and think, God, you know, this is where the Beatles were sitting with George Martin mm. when they were doing all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So oh. and it was the same when I when I did I did um, the face to face album in Capital Capital Hollywood, and that was that was the same thing. It was just like you know what a great building to be in. You know, it was uh, it was great. So yeah. I'm, well, I'm very I mean, lucky. Yeah. You were saying earlier you got your own studio, but we've discussed with many people over the course of the years that some studios just have a certain feel and yeah. they inspire you to just do better. It, is the one in particular that you think I've got to go back there? Um, I think I think the Sound Emporium in Nashville. Um, yeah, I, I would say probably Sound Emporium, although. Um, it's diffi- It's difficult topping uh, Capital Hollywood. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's like there's studios that I've recorded in in London, but not for a very long time. That I used to feel like that. In uh, one of them was uh, Song West. Song West was uh, owned, well, I'm sure, by Trevor Horn. All right. And we were in when when Song West pretty much like that. That was in the because uh, shows how long ago it was. Like Frank was to Hollywood when they're doing uh, stuff like that as yeah. well. So it was. It was the 1980s, you know. And I always felt um, Paul would record it in most of the, the really big London studios at the time. The Storm West just had something about it that I just thought, uh, I really like this place, you know. But I've never been back in there since 1980, so uh, I would love to, I'd still love to go back there again. But I think Trevor Horn was a lot to do with that vibe, you know. And it yeah. was good because he, he was wandering about all the time and things as well, you know. Really nice bloke as well, I have to say. A fantastic producer. Well, with having your own studio, does it ever happen that in the middle of the night you get an idea and you just dive down into the studio to record it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's quite regular. I don't dive, generally dive out of bed. I'm normally still just happen to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I might, you know, I think if I nip out, it's just uh, have a nap yeah. and then uh, come back in. You know, so, sometimes I don't come in for a while, but what, what I do do is... Like, for instance, when I went to Nashville, I do a lot of pre-production work as well, even if we're recording somewhere else, mm. uh, with the exception of the album I did in Capital, because that that was a very different uh, scenario, that, because I went in to do um, some vocals on my hollow album, and I plugged my guitar in, uh, the acoustic, and the engineers are creating that, and they just got such a nice sound on the acoustic, I actually said, can I make an album while I'm sitting here? And he says, yeah, go on then. I said, right, tell us when I've got ten. And I just sat there and I just sang ten songs. You wow. Know? By dinner time, we came out and we had a mixed album. <laughs> and, and it was a completely unplanned, had no idea I was going to do that. And then in the afternoon, I went and did my vocals for Hollow and the, and the other stuff that would... We actually finished up uh, getting through 13... Tra- it was a very productive day. We got through um, ten completely finished tracks, three vocals... And we made a video. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it was, um, see, yeah, it was, these young you know, ones, they've got no idea, have they? <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though, you know, it's, um, I mean, I still I still enjoy it, and I always, I enjoy being in other people's studios sometimes as well, because then I'm also not the engineer, because I, obviously in my own studio, I'm the engineer, and I'm, well, I'm everything else that goes with it as well, you know. Mm. I was going to say I'm the chief tidier up, but I don't do any of that, so, <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, but the 
great, great studios. You know, there's not there's nothing at the top being in a studio with a really great engineer. In Sound Emporium, Adam Taylor was the engineer in, in there, and he was great. He was just great, you know. Um, he just got the got the sounds straight away, you know. Yeah. Um, couldn't speak more highly of them. We're recording this interview previous to Christmas, uh, but uh, it's not going to go out until January. But we were talking before we came on air, and you're going to be performing... Uh, is it with Lindisfarne or just members of Lindisfarne? Oh, it's just uh, it's just me and Marty uh, Marty Craggs. Who Marty? Um, he was a singer in Lindisfarne for ooh, I think about sixteen years or something like that. Um, but he was also because he's he's a fantastic sax player. He was he was also in one of the first bands I, w- I was ever in. You know, so I played with Marty when I was like fifteen or something like that. Um, and every now and again, we'll go and do um, do a few gigs together. This one's uh, a New Year's Day one, and it's in aid of a defibrillator. Yeah. Defibrillator uh, <laughs> for, the, for the club we're playing at, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's Marty's, uh, Marty's, Marty's great. I mean, he, he does, he's got his own band and stuff and things like that as well. But, um, like, I'm playing Sedgefield Blues Club again. Uh, next year, yeah. um, Marty's coming along to play with the band then as well, you know. So we sort of like to do some stuff together from time to time. Well, when I was younger, uh, probably sort of late teens, my brother took me up to Newcastle to see Linda's oh. farm do a Christmas show. Spectacular. Oh, brilliant. Spectacular. Spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Linda's the farm Christmas shows are really legendary, you know what I mean? It's like God knows how many nights they were doing at the City Hall. Mm. Uh, eventually, started off with one that turned into three, and then I think they were doing about something ten or fifteen <laughs> or something. It's something ridiculous. Like nobody could sell the City Hall out as many times over than what Lindisfarne could. And it was, you know, it was a, it wasn't just a gig; it was a huge event. Yeah, you know? yeah, because there'd be like a Christmas hat on each seat and. You didn't have to buy the programme, it was there on your seat waiting for you. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's like, they were really, if you like, a band of the people. You say you've got this uh, album that's been on the back burner, that's hopefully going to be coming out this year. Um, oh, that was pretty out. I, thought you... I, forgot to tell, I forgot to tell you about it again. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, what yeah. are you like? I mean... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Every time I get I'm, hold of you, you've already released half a dozen albums or something. I know. I just, I sort of just forget. You know, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I should be promoting these things more than what I actually do, but the, it's they seem to get round anyway. You know, which is which is good. And it's and it's like I finish an album, I start another one. You know, so me me focus goes from that album to the next one, unless I'm touring with it. You know, but uh, I mean this this album's a really Different one for us, uh, insofar as it's uh, it's an instrumental album. Right. Um, so hang on. Let's let's go back. Last last time we spoke was Nashville Calling, right? So right, yeah. What's uh, happened since then? Okay, uh, we've had live in Portugal. Yes. Um, so that was as it as it says, it was all recorded completely live in Portugal. That might eventually, when it goes to CD, that that might uh, finish up being a double album because. We actually recorded the whole show, which we played about two and a half hours that night. Did you film um, it as well? It could be a yes, DVD. Yes, we filmed it as well. So DVD um, as well. Uh, well, I, I was going to go to DVD, but I'm, I'm I'm not sure how many people buy DVDs these days. Yeah, fair these, point. These. Fair point. 
you know, so it's like, I thought, ah, maybe I'll just use the, use the videos just to sort of promote them and let mm -hmm. people have the videos for nothing anyway, you know, rather than uh, all, all of the hassle of going to DVDs. Um, I haven't said that, there wouldn't really be a lot of hassle if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we've but, got the live one, right. Yeah, so that's a live one, which might well get a re-release at some point when I can get around to mixing the, the second part of it, because then it would be a double album. Um, and, oh, yeah, and the, the latest one is called I Spies. Right. And what it is, um, I, I think that the, the easiest way to describe it is, because uh, it's, it's essentially uh, an, an instrumental album with some pieces of spoken word in it. Um, spo and it's sort of like, uh, it's, it's been described so far, a, a couple of things that people have come up with is Blues Noir, because it's like, it's like a film noir type album, really. Right. Um, um, the, the best description I've heard of it so far is um, if Humphrey Bogart joined a band and made an album, this is what it would sound like. So is there a story or a theme to this, or is it just tunes? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole theme. It's like it's sort of like a story. What, what, it, what it's like is it's like... Um, I'll, send you, I'll send you a link to it as well, Kev. It's like, and I'll send you a download and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, I am really remiss at not having already done that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. I'm, I'm going, I'm going redder and redder. Get a grip, Trevor, man. But it's actually there's a download link. Uh, there's not a download link, but there's a streaming link on the website at Um It's the last link on the on the site there because uh, it was up there for the for the, uh, for the voters to listen to it on you. Um, but what it's what it is is it's sort of a Blue Noir uh, private eye, you know, the, the the downtrodden private eye type, mm. um, but but from inside his head. So there's not a story. It's it's more like him figuring things out and stuff as he's going through. What inspired that then? Well, I've always liked sort of um, instrumentals, you know, like sort of uh, going back to the surf days and stuff and things like that, you know. Right. So I've always said, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do an album like that sometime. And like I say, because there was, I didn't need to go out and promote things. I just thought, oh, right, now's the time. I'll just go and do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And actually, the, the the response has been phenomenal. I mean, I've been astounded with it, you know, because I wasn't, I wasn't even sure that released it first. And I thought, oh, I'll put it out. But um, it's it's been uh, it's been quite staggering there. Because I think it's because it's so different, and people tend to like downtrodden private eyes, and you know and yeah. that whole noir type thing. The only place it gets to mention uh, is Times Square. Uh, there's a bit where I'm saying something like, uh, "From my hotel window, I can see right across Times Square," and that was inspired because when I was in New York, from my hotel window, I could see right across <laughs> Times Square. <laughs> So that's that's the only place it actually gets a uh, mention. Um, the spoken word, it's me doing the spoken word. Apart from, I've also got a, a guest, uh, uh, Mia Morovis, who's a um, she's a, an Emmy nominee and a Broadway producer. Um, she she's done the female spoken word bits as well. Right. Um, so it's but it's it's quite an quite an unusual album, you know. And like I'm like I say, I'm about a third to a halfway through my next blues album as well. Um, so this got, one, have got a, you're going to get the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Defo, right. So do you have a timeline on the blues one? Are we looking um, spring or summer? Um, 
Yeah, I would. I would think it's probably going to be summer. I would think, you know, because it's. Uh, I, I suppose it just. It, it sort of just depends. It's like it depends also on what other things I've got going on. Mm. Um, but summer's not a bad time to release one. Really. Um, yeah, I think it's more. It's more likely to be summer than spring. I think, but it'll be out. Uh, I would think before August. Well, I mean, hopefully things will settle down next year, or they'll find a super vaccine or whatever, and you can be promoting it around the festivals. Yeah, that would be great. You know, that, that, that would just be really nice to get out and uh, and be playing again. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm out playing at the moment now, but I'm doing a lot, a lot of solo gigs, mm. um, which, I, which I also enjoy, actually, because it's like I get to do um, a lot of songs that um, I'd, I'd sort of forgotten about from the earlier albums and things, and it's just me and my guitar, yeah. so... Um, I can change things as sort of as much as as much as what I want, you know, and stay on as long as what I want, and um, you know, it's it's, it's all, all good, all good fun, you know. But uh, we're not really doing uh, much in the way with the band at the moment. I think the next time we'll play with the band is probably likely to be. It's probably going to be Sedgefield in April, and then it'll be America. I think probably after then. Um, we're hoping to do Portugal again in February, but once again, I think that's. That's not so likely now, you know. Mm. Well, um, I could chat to you for hours, but I've just looked at the clock and realised how long we've been chatting already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please, please do get in touch with any future releases, and uh, I wish you all the best, and it's always a pleasure to speak to you, friend. It's been a pleasure chatting. And I hope you enjoyed that little interview there, and there will be more as we record more for the show, and we are going to delve into the archives and pull some of the old ones out as well. So, plenty more to come. And of course, if you want to hear the whole show, there is always Listen Again. I'll see you next time. Take care.